0: On our journey to ascension, it is understanding that we are biological animals as well. Science is so phenomenal. It's doing more research on the heart. The heart is not just a vessel for pumping blood around the body. Uh, It has a brain and that brain has neurons. The neurons are the heart are more powerful than the neurons of the brain, that we can actually rewire the animal through the heart. It's just going into uh, touching your heart, feeling, breathing slowly into your heart and go into a space of gratitude, appreciation, love, or compassion. Um, being one of those emotions is going to rewire the animal. It's actually going to rewire your brain because your brain is meant to be a servant to the heart. It's the tool that we've been given to tangibly, out in this 3D world, uh, do the necessary actions so that the heart is fulfilled. Whatever the heart desires, the brain will help to create. Welcome to your awakening journey. Today's destinations include higher consciousness and actualized potential. If all ascenders could now please be seated in a comfortable meditative posture, we're about to ascend.
1: You're now arriving at your host,
0: Brian Henry.
1: What is up, ascenders? You're now listening to The Awaken Podcast, a show in which we dive into some expansive, insightful conversations to assist you and the planetary collective consciousness in ascending to higher expressions of awareness, divine purpose, and infinite potential. My name is Brian Henry. I'm the founder of Together We Ascend and the Ascend Academy over at TogetherWeAscend.com and your host to the show, and I want to welcome you to the Ascending Journey. Our subconscious minds and the contents that reside there, including our subconscious belief systems, is vastly responsible for and an in influence of our habits, our decisions, and our behaviors, it's the beliefs that we carry in this subconscious space that are held in the body on an energetic level that is truly at the foundation of the realities that we create because it is through the filters of our beliefs and these programs that we are running that we perceive this world. And what we perceive and what we create are ultimately of the same nature. And so coming into your power as a conscious creator begins with reprogramming your limiting subconscious beliefs. And in this episode of the Awakened Podcast, we are joined by an individual that carries a extensive amount of knowledge and how we go about doing so. Kristen McKenzie is a facilitator of a modality called Psych-K, which is one of the techniques being used to support people in transforming their limiting beliefs for greater success towards the attainment of their goals. Kristen's experience with this modality and through all that she's studied has afforded her a great amount of knowledge and an ability to support individuals through this process of rewiring their minds, their beliefs, for greater ease, flow, and success. But just before we jump into the conversation you know i got to put out that invitation because there's been a call. A call for the lightworkers, the starseeds, the beings of light that are here to serve in the ascension process taking place on our planet at this time. If you've heard the call to serve, the call to step into a higher purpose and support humanity into a greater state of oneness and prosperity, to support planetary ascension. Well then, the Ascend Academy is looking for you. Head on over to academy.togetherweascend.com to learn more about what we got going on in the Academy. We're bringing together the conscious leaders of this era. We're learning from each other. We're sharing. We're celebrating with one another. Again, you can head on over to academy.togetherweascend com to learn more. But now, if you're ready to hear from someone that knows how to make the shift from head to heart, come into a whole brain state, which we'll be learning all about what that is, and someone that understands the process of reprogramming, rewiring one's beliefs, why don't we jump right in? to my conversation with Kristen McKenzie. Kristen McKenzie, thank you, thank you, thank you for being here with us. Welcome to the show.
0: Thank you, Brian. Such a pleasure to be here today and to chew the fat on stuff that we just are passionate about and love sharing, so... Thank you for the opportunity
1: to do that with you today and your guests. And I think we can sum up that passion from what I've seen in you. And I I can definitely relate to wanting to just help people live more just joyous, fulfilling lives. Now, I don't want to put the words in your mouth. So why don't you tell me who are you and why are you here?
0: Well, I may, I've come to realise that I'm a philosopher and a teacher. Uh, I'm a seeker of knowledge. I'm so passionate. Uh, I don't think there's a day that goes by that I don't have my AirPods in and I'm listening to somebody that is a thought leader um, that's helping us to awaken. Um, my journey has been a really interesting one. Uh, I did a very good job of trying to intellectualise my way to enlightenment did that for many years, many, many years, and, um, you know, came to realise that when we stay in the mind, we're actually avoiding feeling, you know, we can't, we can't access what we're not willing to feel. And as you know, you know, the path to awakening is to welcome everything into the light. Um, You know, I, I liken it to say that when we avoid feeling we leave stuff shoved in our closet and then we just keep loading more and more in and it gets pretty squeezy and uncomfortable in there. So, so, you know, and then making that transition from the head into the heart. And, uh, you know, my next big learning phase is surrender. You know, that's the phase that I'm, my learning phase that I'm in now is to really, really surrender. But when you live from the heart, it's so much easier, so much faster. Um, but, you know, I, I take nothing away from that intellectual path. I've come to realise that um, as a teacher you always want to be learning. So I came to really embody that as being a very big part of my purpose here, um, to to not use it to avoid feeling but to to just embody it and embrace it for the joy of it, purely for the joy of it. Um <clears throat> Yeah, but all the while my practices are quietening the mind and just going into the heart. Um, but why am I here? Well, I'm here to to really help to make other people's journey, you know, to awakening and really to a place of peace. I mean, what is awakening, you know? An awakening is to come into realisation about who we truly are and for the most part we are spirit, but we have been given this opportunity to come into this time, space, reality and play, and we get given a body to do that and we live in a very dense material world, you know. So we've got to learn how to kind of play in that space and to utilise it rather than it using us. Um, And I think that's the path to awakening is shifting out of that very dense 3D dimension that we get coerced into Um, to coming into a space of really understanding who we are from a spirit level but knowing how to utilise these fun tools that we've been given like a body, you know, and material things to go and play with but, you know, and then, you know, making that transition and I think that's where people like yourself and myself and anybody that's out there that feels a very strong calling to help people to reach that beautiful space of just peace and happiness within yourself and that powerful powerful realization and excitement that you get when you realize that you are the creator of your own reality but when you and come you, when you made that transition yeah when you made that transition to your heart though you you actually want for less material things. It doesn't mean you don't like them. It doesn't mean you don't want them to play with. Mm-hmm. You know, I like being comfortable. I love being comfortable and I love beauty and, you know, money buys and affords those things but ultimately you, you, you come to realise that space really within your heart is so rewarding you can't wait to get there every day.
1: Mm, beautiful. Yeah, see, yeah. that's the... Uh... I feel like that's the the natural unfolding as we make that what you describe as the shift from head to heart. Now we have this, there's this idea that's floating around that, you know, as we as we as we grow, as we spiritually evolve, there's that idea that spiritual evolution entails this letting go of materialism. Right. But what I'm starting to, to really recognize in what you're you're sharing is that. It's not so much this needing to to actively try to let go of wanting things of the physical as much as it is about the more that you make that shift, the more naturally that's where you will find your joy. And it's almost like all these other things, these, these surface level things, just don't carry the same weight of importance for you. But again, it's not this shunning it it's not this pushing away it's not this uh oh, materialism is is terrible and bad it's more you're finding a sense of joy and fulfillment <laughs> in something so much deeper that those things just become something to play with rather than chase after
0: you see Absolutely. what i mean and that's so well so well put and i think it's fair to say also too that um You know, I think that everybody's values are different. So somebody listening might say, you know, I'm so in my heart and I feel so connected to planet Earth and and whatever it is that your values are, that they just have no interest in material things. And then I think some of us as souls, we like beautiful things and we're here uh, to, uh, depending on who we're here to help, we've got to meet people right where they're at. And we live in a world that is very seduced by materialism. We put so much value on um, material things. When you think about everything being energy, they're very dense. They're actually very low vibrational things. It's only the meaning that we give them that gives them energy that mobilises it into something whatever we choose to make them mean, whereas I think when we come into our heart, we come to own the fact that some of us are researchers and philosophers. Some of us are here to have beautiful things because we're trying to reach a section of the marketplace or Mm -hmm. an audience that at this very three-dimensional state of existence that they're still living in, they identify with that. So it's like a hook. It's not there to um, deceive them. It is just they can relate. You know, we they're attracted to material things, attracted to beauty. There's a lot of people out there that are using that to seduce people and being fraudulent with it. And I'm saying, when you really go into your heart, you find out who you are. Mm. You know, you really find out. For you, it may it depends on who you're trying to connect with. Does that make sense? This is this authenticity that we were talking about leading into this, is we just have to help the people that are ready to connect with us based on who we authentically are. But material things are there to be played with.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, we were given this opportunity here to to come and play and enjoy it. We are meant to be in joy. We're meant to be in joy. Here, here's a playground. Mm-hmm. You know, just enjoy it, hang on to nothing. Sift and sort, enjoy, expand, evolve, grow. Let let consciousness just create through you or let God create through you or source create through you. And it's, that's all that, you know, we're supposed to be doing. We're creators as humans. It's, it's what we are.
1: Mm, you know? I absolutely love that the word play has come up maybe 10 times already and we're just getting started and it just points to us being in even greater resonance than i may have already realized and i realized that a lot of what we share and believe is in resonance i i totally agree um what what i'm hearing here is channeling that 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 Mm -hmm. knowing that spirit that consciousness into what we're playing into what we're creating and how we choose to play and yeah, I'm yeah. definitely loving from what I'm hearing the way that you're choosing to play and create in your service to others
0: thank you and I'm telling you I haven't always been here I haven't always been here you so know. why don't you tell
1: us that story then I love taking yeah. it back to what was rock bottom like for you
0: uh, have been there a few times um, in my journey, but I think uh, you know I moved away from um, moved from the city to the country, and you know just, I just I have to be really honest. I'm such an optimist, and uh, you know I'm a big fan of just kindness. Kindness is one of my my values, and so I've always sort of led with that, and just going into moving moving country and moving into a situation to be with my now ex-husband and just having stars in my eyes and loving my heart and optimism and and just trying to coexist in a relationship uh, i had so much attachment to relationships looking and being a certain way and just reaching a point where i really wasn't happy really really was just so uh, removed and from myself to, and I don't know what it was, Brian, but there's some part of me that has always known that this is the work that I have to do. Um, and then I picked up a book, and this was the very start of my journey. It was this some little crack of awareness that this is up to me to heal this. And I'm telling you, it was called Thought Miracles. It was a little tiny tiny book and it had a meditation cd that had you know positive affirmations and it was my first little tiny book that i picked up that introduced me to this concept that your thought thoughts create your reality
1: when was this out of curiosity
0: oh my god we're talking um nearly 25 years ago
1: okay thought miracles
0: thought miracle a little teeny tiny quick read and it introduced mm-hmm. me to the concept that our thoughts create our reality and I just went wow this is really cool this is really cool so but at that stage I was still so unconscious so in victim mindset you know everything was happening to me and then I started working with a colleague because back then I was a sports and remedial massage therapist and I did Chinese massage and acupressure as well so I sort of had this eastern and western philosophy Uh, sort of running through me in my awareness and she I ran into her one day and she said you you look like hell you look like hell and I tell you I felt like it. and she said you need to come and see me and so she was a psychotherapist um, and she then started to introduce me to doing a little bit more of the inner work and my journey just kind of snowballed from there Um, and then I started to really sort of feel the shift Um, but depending on how indoctrinated you are, uh, how much of your free will you have surrendered throughout your lifetime as a child, the road back can be a really, really long one. Um, But it was still very intellectual because I was avoiding feeling. Mm. So, you know, and then it was, so, so fast forward, I don't know, probably about 15 years and I moved back from the country to the city and you know, I'd been on this journey voraciously, just consuming. Had had some, you know, I had my children in there as well and but never, never put down the doing the work because I wasn't where I wanted to be. I was still, mm-hmm. you know, within me. I was distracted. know there's ways to distract yourself you get married you have kids and you know you you're kind of happy doing that sort of stuff but ultimately I was still empty I still wasn't whole um and then I moved back to the city and it's a really great story because you know I've got a girlfriend who's been one of the most incredible mentors for me uh, spiritually actually I've got a couple Morgan's one of them and um and she said, you've done the most amazing job. You've, you have you know, finally got to Adelaide and, and done this. And she said, now it's time for you to just be. And I went, what, well, how do you, what do you mean just be? She said, you just need to give yourself a break. You need to just be and just be in the flow for a while. And I said, well, how do you just be when you've <laughs> never been? Um, you know, you have no concept of what. What just bee is. And it was the most bizarre thing because we were sitting at lunch and this bee literally flew in and landed on the edge of my plate. There you go, confirmation from the universe. But so that was the transition then to go from my head into my heart. Mm. And I have to say that you know, it has been a really, really long, long road. But what has transpired from that is just years and years and years and years of learning, years of tuning into different teachers, years of, you know, hours and hours of audio. And, you know, I I tend to, you know, not sit still long enough to read books. So I'm an audio. I can just consume it. Um, and that's how I learn. Um You know, and it's brought me to where I am now. And then making that transition into my heart. And then because I have explored so many different modalities, you know, from spiritual, really then trying to literally delving into spirituality, Brian, but it was all done intellectually. It was all learning and trying to apply Mm -hmm. and learning how to apply. And then um, through that journey, it really then led me to more interest, inspired interest to learn around quantum physics. So the beautiful thing is that now science is actually bridging the gap between science and spirituality. And what I now realise is that because my journey is such an intellectual one and everything starts out as an intellectual concept, we get introduced to this concept. First we have to ask the question. We have to actually that in us, whether it's conscious or unconscious, for the information to even come in. Mm. And I know in my lifetime, you know, I get given glimpses of curiosity on a level where I say, what about this? And that's just how my mind works. I've worked out that's why I'm such a researcher and I'm a problem solver because I just, I ask questions i ask big questions i have a very inquiring mind you know and on some level we sift through every bit of information that comes into us but some of us actually really kind of break that stuff down and inquire into it you know you so i do
1: believe that has a place
0: ah oh, i think it does for those of us that are really here to expand for the benefit of others and when we, it just happens naturally for me, Brian. I, I know this about myself now and I love it about myself is that mm. I am so curious, you know. But I'm not, once upon a time I used to go down rabbit holes. And Too that's much how, up
1: in that direction.
0: This is how you are deceiving yourself is because you're still sitting in um you know, overarching attitudes or emotional homes of suffering is that you'll go down rabbit holes and you just mm-hmm. do your own head and your headaches, you know. So whereas now it's just more I go into the heart and I keep it really simple, really, really simple. It, doesn't not, it does not need to be difficult. But if you have this belief that life is a struggle and life is hard, and it, it, you know, you will find ways to make life a struggle and make life hard. That was me, mm-hmm. you know. So through the through the introduction to more of the quantum physics, uh, you know, where science is now endorsing spirituality, but it's able to explain exactly what's happening on a tangible level Um, that it just becomes I believe more spirituality is now becoming more accessible to more people because when you are still very much in victim mindset but you're ready to awaken you can't just go from on the runway straight up you know, you got to remember, like I was saying, is that when we are in, when we do not realise that we create our own reality, and we are very um, associated with our three D world, is we're very dense. It's very low vibration, dense energy, and we we are so associated and identify with that that we need help to get off the runway. We need some help and so for me, you know, the quantum physics stuff because it's so logical Mm. and tangible, it helped me to kind of get off the runway where I go, well, I can actually leave myself out of the equation now because I'm the one that's been nothing but the problem and I can just apply these really simple principles about how to rewire the animal, you know, which we can talk about is that we are in a physical body. It's part of the, it's a vessel that we've been given that, that you know, source expresses itself through us. And so how else is it going to do it? It gives us as humans a vessel to do that. And what science is now doing is saying, okay, well, here's your spaceship. For most of it, you've been trying to operate your spaceship. You actually have a spaceship and you're not, you don't know how to, you haven't got the manual. You don't know how to actually fly it. Mm-hmm. Do you know, so people are getting in their spaceship and they're just banging into stuff because they haven't actually understood that the the, the vessel actually has a manual and you, you've got to know how to actually drive that thing. And, you know, we, we're not talking about a, a metal object. We're talking about physiology that has physiological processes that are just rewired for it. So when we just apply spirituality, some people can reach enlightenment straight through through uh, through uh, spirituality, but for most people that are starting in this very dense three-dimensional world, you've got to have this transition mm. because as you know, you know, once you can reach that space, you're there. You just have to practice it. And it's, it's so quick to get there every single day. You're just you there and the minute that you get off your centre, you can bring yourself back into connection very, very quickly, but it takes time. And depending on which generation is trying to get there, there is a lot of lead. There's a lot of lead in your legs from, from your indoctrinated past. Mm-hmm.
1: So let's get into that. Actually, I think uh, we uh, you're you're pointing to some very important things in that we there there are stepping stones. There's a a process that that takes place for for most of us there's there's and there's a means by which we we can get there we can we can conceptualize steps to get there and i think um one of the other things that's coming from what you're sharing is that the knowledge can act as a a stepping stone Is kind of the way that that i think about it i do believe we arrive into a point where that shift is something that goes beyond the use of concepts and mind but again i think that knowledge can act as a um as a stepping stone to to this this sort of state of purity and and enlightenment however we want to describe it it's as i know we know is a a process of releasing reprogramming the beliefs um so i do want to get into a little bit about that but before we do and i think this kind of ties in um we often use the phrase The shift from head to heart now of course being that this is something that goes beyond just concepts um it's not always the easiest thing to describe with words but how would you describe what is really taking place and how we go about creating for that shift
0: two things so what i now know to be true is that um you know, I just want to back up and say I'm about rewiring. I'm helping people to rewire the animal. So and that helps to get them off the runway into ascend, okay, because once you come into your heart, you don't need to try and become clearer. You don't need to try and become enlightened or enlightened. You just do, right? We go back to the source, the majority of who we are, which is source, okay, which is expansive and it's love. But going from head to heart, I think, for me, with how I help people is twofold, is that, and I just want to say this as well, is that whilst I've spent nearly 25 years learning stuff, my first priority, my main priority, is to help people get from this victim consciousness mindset into an empowered, conscious creator place right, because that's where the power comes from, is it's twofold, is that when you realise, and I just want to talk about, talk about the animal, it is about rewiring it because your flesh and blood, and you are. everything's energy, everything is energy, which is where the quantum physics comes in. But you've got to remember that you have a mind that has been programmed. So what we experience comes as a result of our choices, and you might say, well, I don't choose that experience over there but you choose how you respond to it which creates your experience because at the, the at the end of every experience we have, what is the one thing that we're left with? After any experience, what are we left with? We're left with a feeling. So everything comes back to feeling and everything that we think we want is because of how we believe it's going to make us feel. When you reach that that place within your heart all you care is about being there you you don't even describe it It just feels good but it's what you experience throughout your day because of it but wiring through the heart you can rewire the animal through the heart but when you're working with people that have been so headspace remembering you've got to rewire the programming when you rewire the programming you change the output of what somebody experiences So, I mean, we can sit here and talk for hours, but the filter through which we see the world is is a direct response of our beliefs. We have a part in our brain, Brian. You think about all of the external stimulus that we have from not just our external senses like, you know, sight, touch, smell, sound, but we also have perception. So we have so much stimulus going on around us. What determines what we see and what we don't, what we experience and what we don't? We could walk down the street, you and I, and you'll notice something that I totally missed or something plays out in front of us and your perception and your emotional response to that can be different than mine. So why does that happen? Why is that? It's because you have a part in your brain that actually filters out anything that's not a match to your beliefs how it does it otherwise you think if you had all of that stimulus coming in you'd implode so this is how we this is how we have the perceptions that shape our emotional final result and so you think that you're programmed somewhere between it's the last trimester and and up to age seven and there is a i I don't know i think it might be Jewish or something it says give me the ma- give me the boy to seven and I'll show you the man okay so and then that then becomes our software so it's like you buy a computer um, you know what year were you born
1: 1993
0: right so you buy a computer in 1993 and it's kind of relevant for the first you know till uh, you know 2000. And then that's it that's your computer for the rest of your life so you've got this software if you tried to drive a computer from 1993 how well do you think it would serve you in this current day it'd drive you bonkers But to drive you bonkers and then you've now got to create um, the rest of your life with that software so that's literally software. totally outdated so And because we're human and because we're expansive and we're here to create, we are constantly giving birth to new desires and we have experiences that give us contrast. When I talk about we're in a world where we're supposed to be playing, we got given the gift of this opportunity to come to this time, space, reality and to expand because consciousness wants to come through us, in fact, God or source comes through us the minute that it turns into a thing consciousness is source expressing itself if that makes sense it goes from source i the minute it becomes i am it is now a manifestation yeah so
1: it becomes a manifestation
0: that's that's correct, yeah. I've got to stay. I'm, I can feel myself darting. There's so much information. <laughs>
1: allow through. it through, sister. You yeah. you allow through whatever source wishes to be shared yeah. through, yeah. <laughs>
0: so so when we realise that all of those, you know, programs are there, we, we need to rewire those to change the printout of our life. And because... Um, Life gives us experiences and this is what I believe that we are supposed to be doing, Brian, to move through life to become the most expanded version of ourself is that we have experiences in life. We are supposed to just merely use those as contrast to then work out what stays and what goes. So a lot of people will shut their past in their closet and slam the door on it and keep it in the dark without realising that that experience at the time you thought was a good idea. Or things do happen to people where they have experiences, and we are supposed to use that for contrast to then give birth to and users' leverage to make a different choice. Because it gives us gives birth to a new level of awareness, right? So we become more expansive in our awareness. And then we are supposed to take the teachings from from that moment this is where personal responsibility is the one of the key foundations to freedom is to be able to look at any situation and say what could i have done differently to avoid that but because we're taught to point the finger out we go straight into victim consciousness but the minute that we go into personal responsibility now we take the teachings And from that place we can actually trust ourselves more moving forward whereas most people, you know, they have a bad relationship and they say, I don't trust men or I don't trust women or, you know, I don't trust myself in relationships. All you're saying is you don't trust yourself to make a better choice next time and to be able to manage it if you don't because we're going to spend our entire life making bad choices, are we not? And how else do we get the contrast? Yeah, so we're supposed to just take experiences, have them, learn from them, and then move on, leave nothing. Don't carry anything in your backpack. Mm-hmm. Move forward with new knowledge based on what you feel is the right decision for you. So Rewire, the software, is about somebody presenting, and this is what the site does. is very simply helps people to reprogram that old software. but It's not talk therapy. You know, when you're sitting in talk therapy, you're not progressing, you're actually regressing. It's about moving you from where you are to where you'd rather be in the shortest time possible because right now you're suffering, you just need to get to happiness because the more you experience happiness, happiness is an energy and you will get momentum to more happiness and then you attract, we're magnets. You know, you've got an awakened audience. They understand how we create. So by getting people literally is where are you now? Where would you rather be? That's it. It doesn't need to be harder than that. And then through muscle testing is we check to see what your subconscious mind believes about that. Where are you now? Where would you rather be? What would you rather be experiencing? Well, I, you know, I really kind of want to feel confident want to feel more confident around this. Okay, well, you know, and you've got to word it in a way that the subconscious mind understands. It, it, it's subconscious mind, everything is now. It doesn't know the past. It doesn't know the future. Everything is now. And so, you know, and that's how people still continue to relive trauma, you know, without going into too much about how it works, but it scans your environment and it looks for something that seems the same as the trauma that's now embedded in your physiology, not only in your mind, but when you rehearse an emotion, this is a sponge. The physical body is a sponge. So not only have you rehearsed a belief, a thought, a belief is just a thought you keep thinking over and over, you've now wired the software. And then because every experience returns us a feeling. The feeling then anchors into your physiology, which is why people get sick. Yeah? So feelings are the language of the body and beliefs and thoughts are the language of the mind. So this is how the animal is so loyal to us. The animal is so loyal. We get given this vessel, as I referred as a spaceship, we get to wire it how we want, but it's understanding yeah. that it has these same mechanical wirings. You have the same, I have the same. The only thing that determines how your spaceship flies is because of whatever programming you've put into your grid.
1: The instructions you've given it.
0: Whatever instructions, it's loyal. It will just say, How do you want to fly today? I'm not going to dispute you. I'm not going to judge you. And your subconscious mind is the same. It doesn't judge Mm -hmm. you know the bible says ask and ye shall be given it doesn't say uh well i'll only give you the good stuff or the bad stuff it just says ask and and it will be given you know and and the thought is the is the message that goes out to the universe but the thing that is the strong magnet is your feelings Mm yeah so when I shift help people to shift their beliefs, we literally do it through muscle testing. It's very simple balances that rewire your software for what you want. Um, you've then got to go and do action because you know our conscious mind is it sees everything. So we don't trust ourselves because we've witnessed ourselves being untrustworthy for so long. But there will be a part of us that says, I don't, I don't necessarily believe that. So you rewire it. We muscle test a post, post-check. Hey, you know what? Your software's rewired now. Now go out and live life. Go do an action today that is going to confirm that that mm. belief now is shifted and your capacity to do that is evidence know and then you just go through life and you know it's always an unfolding and it depends on how big the thing is that how long a person's been hanging on to something um sometimes there's little layers to it you know but the beautiful thing about this technique which I love which I've done a lot Brian I've done a lot and I've been, you know, done programs where it's a tribe, people, you know, you see some people are really into it and it's their thing, whereas I'll go, you know, information's amazing, but this is not my tribe. Um, Whereas SiteCo, the integrity behind it is so beautiful. It's just something that's available for everybody. You don't have to be a facilitator. You can just go along and do the very basic workshop to give yourself the capacity to do your own work on yourself if you choose, you know. It's for everybody and it's not getting on the phone and trying to get all your friends and your family along. It's just it's here and it works directly with your superconscious as well. So it has a gatekeeper. We always muscle check to make sure that it's safe and appropriate to do the balance. And really what we're doing is we're just saying, is your higher self on board with this right now? Mm. You know, is if your higher self
1: is, isn't on board, I have a feeling it's not going to
0: happen. You know, it's like I said, it's like making a phone call and you 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 ring a friend and they don't pick up but you have a conversation. I mean, that's really, you know, if, if, you're, if you're doing work or doing a modality that's not checking in with the, with the higher self, then potentially mm-hmm. the client's not going to get the result because their higher self hasn't picked up because for whatever mm-hmm. reason... It could be that there's something that needs to be resolved first mm-hmm. for safety, uh, and it can also to be that the timing's not quite right, you know, because your higher self, and this is the importance of being, being an exceptional facilitator, which is a skill within itself, is that you've got to step out of the way. You can't have, I can't have any identity running whatsoever. You are literally there totally in trust that this person's higher self knows exactly what they need right now and not be not be presuming anything or trying to make something happen because you believe this is what they need this is where they get the biggest result and sometimes you know you think about about if you're if you're trying to see around a corner is that Sometimes people just need to be taken in little tiny increments and then some people get taken right around the corner to see what's there and resolve it. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, but it's not up to the facilitator to decide oh, how that how that's yeah. supposed to look. It's always checking in with what's in highest alignment for that individual and what will best serve them. And I think as a facilitator, and I love that you you approach things in in a similar fashion as I definitely do is it's about just being as clear and open with as little expectations of how it's supposed to look that you best serve that person in front of you
0: that's correct and it's trusting their higher self and it's trusting trusting yours but I tell you we do go in with intention intention is incredibly powerful um, we know that we can impact people purely through our thoughts um, that's why you keep things that are very important to you or progress that you're trying to make to yourself because um, again the bible says you know don't don't put your pearls before spines is that the minute you put something out there, it, it's a feeding ground of people's thoughts and people's perceptions and it can impact the results, you know. So, But we do put intention out there that we keep the session as simple, powerful and effective as possible. Do you agree? Yeah, okay. And are you happy to stay open and curious? Stay open and curious because, you know, the work is done with the... Um, subconscious mind and in conjunction with their super conscious mind is what we would call higher self you know um but also too you know getting back this is an amazing tool i got to a point where i just again opened asked a really big open-ended question to the universe is you know, there's got to be an easier way and there's got to be a faster way for people to actually transition from suffering victim consciousness to awareness, you know, and then bang, in came Psych K and uh, I couldn't consume it fast enough. Couldn't consume it fast enough. And then then went on to do what we call PERC, PR hyphen K, um, which is more designed for corporate. So it's taking this concept that, you know, there are no such things. Organizational, cultural problems. It's only people problems, right? Because a culture is created from its people, um, and the traditional forms of of coaching and training is a bit a little bit like talk therapies. You're communicating with the conscious mind, but that's not what drives the bus. You know, your conscious mind is a million times less powerful than your subconscious mind. So people sit around and they you know, brainstorm on company values, vision, mission, purpose. And then, you know, everybody arrives at statements and everyone goes away and feels really good for a while, but then you've got to remember that the individuals that are going to create that moving forward to have their own programs and things going on, and what happens is you do not get the results. You might get about 15% shift. And the momentum of of enthusiasm doesn't last because people go back to their habitual programming. So PERT is literally introducing the psycho component of then you start to work with the subconscious mind and go, okay, well, what does that look like? What does that look like to you when we reach this? Then you start to see where all the differences in understanding of something are. And then what sort of beliefs do we need to have to actually make this a reality? So then you start to brainstorm on the beliefs that need to happen. And you start, then people start to, people through their higher self will start to put down beliefs that they believe they need to have. So now you're creating this collective basket of beliefs. And then you're engaging, you're engaging the subconscious mind because you've got to do auditory visual kinesthetic. What does it look like? What are we gonna hear that lets us know that we've succeeded and how's it gonna feel? And then you can break out and you can do individual sessions with people to make sure that their subconscious mind or their beliefs are wired around those beliefs that they believe they need to have to succeed. And so now you've actually changed the person He's going to now execute that. So you remember, imagine you've got a certain number of people now, all of their beliefs are congruent with the outcome. You get sustainable change. You get sustainable change. So, you know, that's the perk component of it, which is specifically, and you can do, it doesn't have to be just for business. It can be for, it's working with smaller groups, you know, or bigger Mm -hmm. groups, yeah? Yeah. So that's that's kind of a wanting to awaken wanting to awaken corporate you work with a team of CEOs and and they are directly going to impact everybody below Brian. So I looked and said I want to create more more kindness and more happiness in the world. I know that when we are happy we're just nicer people. even if we're not fully awakened when we're experiencing moments of happiness we just we go back into source, which is kindness and love. Generosity, support, empathy—we leave people alone. You know, we're happy for people to just do that. So I look and say, how can I facilitate more of that? So and then how can I leverage what I do to impact as many just ordinary people? So you know, I sort of looked at corporate and went, you know, that's a really great way to—great way to do that. But anyway, so much to chew the fat on, hey. <laughs>
1: It's a powerful powerful place to go. Yeah. Definitely. So I'm okay, really. cool. yeah.
0: And I do give people um, I was just gonna say to you as well that I don't take my whole philosophy now, Brian, even with myself, is how can we keep this really simple, powerful, and effective? Mm. I've done nearly 25 years of my own study and I still continue. It's all organic. I haven't gone to uni. I sit there and I think, how many times could I have got a master's and a PhD? But there's so many people that are out there already that have that. And I think that there's so many things that it can do, but I think that, you know, doing modalities that aren't university, they're more energy psychology, it is about helping people to shift as fast as they can not force faster than what they're going to, the high self won't allow it. But, you know, I don't sit there and bomb people with knowledge. It's here's some really simple facts on how your body works. And let's reprogram the software of your mind to help your transition be smoother. And then the second thing I do is then you've got to bring yourself into your heart And there's a very simple, simple meditation that I use to now rewire the physical body for love, compassion, appreciation and gratitude. And you do both. Shut your mind off to everything else and really just bring it down to very simple processes. Now you get exponential shift. And it's, it's gotta Unbelievable! Be
1: the um, how quickly change can happen when you address things at that depth.
0: And it's, uh, I think, as a facilitator, it's about having that intention, not trying to force it, but holding the space with the intention um, that you know. You really, for me, it is about making making life easier for people. Is hey, just lean on the knowledge that I've learned over twenty-something years and. You know, I've done that much time in my trenches that I go, why do we have to do that? Why do I have to drudge through all our mud from the past? You know, and I, I think because of my journey, I look and I go, I don't believe it has to actually be that painful and that difficult. Mm. I didn't ever ask that question, I wouldn't I wouldn't have done Psyche K and I wouldn't have had the intention to really simplify things for myself. And as I experienced the speeding up of just coming into my heart and, you know, what transpires from that, you know. Mm -hmm. But people have to have people like you and I, who puts people way more involved than me that I reach for because they just say, yeah, it's possible. But let me help you get off the runway and you don't need to take, when I take people into a little bit of a journey of understanding that you're a biological animal that's wired a certain way, you actually don't need to take yourself so seriously. You don't need to take yourself so seriously or your story seriously. It's the serious. You can
1: always rewrite the story.
0: Just understand that you're experiencing what you're experiencing because of how you're wired. Mm Mm-hmm because of how your body will absorb those emotional impactful moments it's in your physiology now and you just it's just on repeat and you got wired with these thoughts and they're on repeat and that was all not your conscious doing so let's just change that hey let's just change it for what you want you can have what you want and let's do it really simply and we'll do it easily and you know, even post-traumatic stress, the process for transforming, you know, post-traumatic stress to peace and non-attachment is profoundly fast, you know. People just come out of the simple little balance just going, wow, I, I, I don't feel, I, I feel okay, like I feel like a weight's lifted. And what's happening is that <clears throat> this whole science behind Psychaic, is there is science, is it's bringing you into a whole brain state. So you bring left, right hemisphere together. Best way to explain what that feels like is, is wholeness. And so now they're stepping out of the emotion of the event and they're now able to be emotionally unattached from it and see it just as an event that happened. Does that make sense? So, and then all of a sudden, you know, depending on what it was, it doesn't mean they haven't got all of these other layers that they've got to work through because they've been making choices in their life that has been completely revolving around avoiding that event happening again. They're Mm not conscious of the choices they're making. They're moving away from fear and we've all done it. We've all made choices and probably still do on some level avoiding Pain from the past that we really don't have a lot of awareness of. So that's so just making it super simple. I, well, I feel like
1: it? on some level, the the more that we resist, the uh, they say what you resist persists. So unless right. you go into that, you're going to continue to perpetuate the the experience of things that are trying to point you back into feeling, allowing and we'll continue to play out that cycle until we come back to a feeling.
0: Yeah, and I think that <clears throat> just even, <clears throat> excuse me, even that first, I think where the way that I sort of break things down to it, a little bit more of a two-dimensional perspective for people to give them a very basic understanding of how they're wired is because it can help them to own comfortably, own, take responsibility and understanding that they've created their reality, even though they haven't consciously done it don't beat yourself up because you didn't. But you have, here's how you have created your reality. This is how your reality gets created is probably a better way of putting it because you're the vessel, you, you take ownership for it and the minute that you can really even get people into that intellectual concept of, of even understanding or even seeing that, okay, I don't fully understand all of it yet but I can see it conceptually that I create my own reality It's the first step.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that was the very first step for me, picking up that little tiny book, is because I understood intellectually that I create my own reality. And I got a little bit excited about that, that I just had to change my thoughts. I mean, that was 20-something years ago, and I'm not saying it was easy because I'm telling you, my emotional homes that were widening to me was so indoctrinated that they're a powerful force, you know, but I think that when you when you know that you're somewhere you don't want to be and you're fed up and you're done, you'll you'll just keep going until you till you find that place of what you're looking for, which is really wholeness. You don't know it at the time, but it's wholeness. And then that beautiful connection to source is nothing like it. It's bliss. You don't care about anything else. You couldn't care. Just being in that beautiful space, it gives you the stability that most people are trying to find, you know. Most people are running around because they don't feel some, they don't feel the security under their feet, you know, not physically but just emotionally. They feel very, very insecure. The source, you don't feel that when you're with source, as you know. You feel supported in a way that you can't ever acquire from something outside yourself. Ever. You don't don't care. You don't worry. There is no worry in that space. You know? And then you realise that we are here to have fun and we are here to create and, um, you know, enjoy that process. But we need help getting off the runway. Mm -hmm. We need help. So, I help people do that, and I think the hardest thing for us is that we can help. We can help everybody, but we, we, you know, it's a noisy world, and we kind of need to choose sometimes, don't we? Mm-hmm. Focus on helping, but you
1: know. because I don't think we're here to help everybody on a personal level. But when we come into that sense of wholeness, those that we will attract are the very people that we're in greatest alignment with serving but i do also believe that it starts with coming from a sense of wholeness first in order for that experience to unfold in the ways that it could
0: yeah 100
1: you also pointed to something that i find really interesting um i don't know if we'll go too deep into it but the uh the physiology of of wholeness, that that whole brain state that I know there's scientific evidence that psyche is able to to help invoke. Um, you know, I I find uh, I feel this, this need to to dive deeper into the the practical steps of the the process, something that our listeners can can begin to apply for themselves without necessarily having a facilitator. I know we've kind of pointed to it in a, a few different ways and spoken to the um the effects that that the process can have but if someone was taking upon this this process for themselves this rewiring process for themselves how do you guide them what are the steps
0: during a session
1: no for themselves so Uh, um, addressing addressing rewiring within ourselves
0: Yeah, I understand exactly what you're saying. So that's a little tricky because of the integrity behind Psyche K is that I can't teach it. Um, it's a little more to that um, because you do need to, uh, because we're working with the superconscious mind, um, there are there is a library, only a small library, um, you know, there's probably about six balances. Uh, we're muscle testing to see which balance is um, the most appropriate balance to resolve or to bring the person into a whole brain state around whatever their goal is. So you create a goal statement that communicates with the subconscious mind. So they might say, um, okay, I want to be more um, disciplined with my eating. Okay, so well, what might be a great statement for that? I am I am more disciplined with my eating. That's a goal statement, it's current tense, it's positively stated, it's I stated. <clears throat> so it's just creating these goal statements that the subconscious mind, which everything is now, you're giving it a positive destination as well and it feels emotionally strong. I mean these are the importance of our goal statements. Is The next thing you do then is you muscle test to see uh, which is the right balance for it. So it's first safe and appropriate to balance for this goal your muscle test and if it's strong then we can say okay well the best balance for this goal is and your muscle test until they come up strong for what the right balance is and then you run them through the balance and then you post-test you check that this this balance is now complete and when you get a strong a strong result response you then post-test the statement, so the person says the statement with meaning, conviction, you test and they're strong. So now you've rewired the brain. So prior to that, with the goal, they were either in their left hemisphere of their brain, which is your logic, and or the right side, which is more of your emotional creative. When you come into a whole brain state, you're now into a state of super learning, which means around that topic, you're both intuitively switched on, but you're intellectually and logically wired for it. So for me to try and do a balance, I would have to actually do a balance on you. But because we're doing it live stream, people wouldn't necessarily, they mm-hmm. would see, it. I could certainly do a balance on you if you wanted to, but I've got to go into surrogation for your energy and I've got to do all the muscle testing at my end on your behalf. Um, Oh, I didn't
1: realize you could have done the, the muscle test on yourself.
0: Yeah, so I'll I'll share that in a minute. But what I can share for people that I give to my clients because ultimately, you know, there is a balance that you can do That will help to put you into a whole brain state. So It's just a matter of and normally with a particular balance If we're trying to balance for a particular goal and this balance comes up as being the appropriate balance we need to muscle test
1: balance what do you what do you mean by that
0: well i'll explain it so (laughs) so one of the balances is a very very simple balance and it is where you're crossing over your wrists and you're crossing over your ankles right but depending on which sequence you're still muscle testing so if you had a goal that a goal statement we were creating for you brian and this balance came up, which is the simplest balance. Um, It came up that this was the right balance for you. Then I would ask you to just cross your, you know, your left over your right or your right over your left. And then I would muscle test you to see which is the right sequence for that particular goal. And then I'd get you to cross your ankles and we would muscle test to see which is the right sequence. And then you would literally clasp your hands like this together, and then you would cross your ankles in the right sequence and you would close your eyes and you would repeat that statement to yourself quietly in your mind until you feel a physical, mental, or emotional shift. Okay, and then
1: so after- taking a step back for a second, how do you yeah. know what the right sequence is?
0: Because we muscle test.
1: Okay, and that, just to clarify, is... A process of bringing that that goal statement to mind first, and seeing if the the test holds out. I don't, I don't know the correct terminology, but if you if you perform more strongly on it, is that
0: if you had a goal statement that um, you know you wanted to. I so people have a comfort zone around how much income they're going to earn. So you know you might say <clears throat> I earn ten thousand dollars a month might be your goal, but your, your subconscious mind doesn't believe that for one second. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I earn $10,000 a month. And then your muscle test initially, and if it comes up weak, we know that your subconscious mind isn't in agreement with that. Your software doesn't agree with it. So then we know that we need to do a balance. So then we check it's safe and appropriate to balance for this goal now. If you get a strong response, then you can proceed with the balance. If you get a weak result, it might be, well, you know, can you think of anything that needs to be done first before we can balance this goal? But we also check to see that whether, you know, um, visual, auditory, kinesthetic uh, requirement is needed. We just check to make sure and see whether, you know, we need to get a visual on this because sometimes people are wanting to create something that their unconscious mind or their subconscious mind has no concept of. So we've got to sit and say, okay, well, you know, what are you going to see that's going to let you know that you've achieved this goal? It's Mm -hmm. a bit like a living board. Um, What are you going to hear people say that's going to let you know that you've achieved it? And how are you going to feel? So sometimes you have to actually create a visual for the subconscious mind to even understand what it is you're aiming for. It's like hopping into a cab and you say, I want to go to this suburb, but they've got an outdated, outdated sat-nav and it doesn't even have this new suburb on the, on the register. Mm-hmm you know so this these processes that we go through and then the person does the balance and they come out the other side of the balance and you know they feel a physical mental or emotional shift and once they feel the physical mental or emotional shift then they open their eyes we post-test or I check that you know we muscle test to see if the balance is complete you get a strong result and then we post-test the statement And, you know, they say the statement with meaning conviction and they they test strong for it, you know. Mm. So that's kind of how it's done. Um, And so you can see how, firstly, the integrity is I can't teach it because I'm not trained to teach it. And there is huge integrity around this. It's beautiful. I love it. Uh, The students are always not protective of it but respectful. Um, And also, too, you, you don't want people doing it not correctly because you know it will then lose its power not power but just you know you know what i'm saying you can't just have people running around willy-nilly practicing something that they really haven't been taught properly you know mm. but what i can offer which is really really cool is that just purely without worrying about the sequence of your wrists and your ankles is you just you just cross over like that you can put it here or you can just leave it in your lap. And you can cross your ankles over as well. Now, even any time, even if you cross your ankles, it will calm your mind. Just crossing your ankles will calm your mind. Mm. But if you're going into um, something that's making you a little nervous or you're a student and you're going to be going into class, Is just sit in this posture with one ankle over the other one wrist over the other, and just sit like that. And what that's going to do is help to bring you into a whole brain state. Really? For a student, as an example, it's going to help you to be a lot more switched on, a lot more switched on. You know, you think about when you bring your left hemisphere and your right hemisphere together, um, you know, the best way to explain that, Brian, is that when you're really, really in alignment, you are calm, calm, you're intellectually switched on so you're able to really receive information as it's being delivered to you but you're also too able to not just sitting there passively listening, you're really feeling into what they're saying but your ability to recall information is phenomenal and your perception, you're engaged that you you can ask questions. You can be inquisitive. You can feel between the words. You can be intuitive. That's that's working at you know a state of super learning. You know, and that's a, a bit of what Psycho K does. You know, it's exactly what it puts you into. But just to liken the feeling of being in a whole brain state is really really switched on but calm. Mm. You know, it's a cool space. We've all been there. Whether we try or not, it's just being really in alignment. So it's that's the best really of both the, world. World.
1: Both the, the groundedness, yeah. relaxed, but also the active, energized.
0: Totally. And people with young children—if your child, you know, is wakes up and they're they you know, they're upset or they've had a nightmare or they're a little distraught—I know it depends on the age. Toddlers are not very compliant, but. It's just, you know, cross one ankle over the other and one wrist over the other. And um, it's going to help to calm you and it's going to help to just put you into more of a whole brain state. So I can offer that safely.
1: Beautiful. So I know, of course, again, the um, the process is not something you can, you can just openly teach. Um, but as we begin to wrap things up, I know you offered us a, a neat little practice there. But does anything else come through with regards to perhaps learning lessons from this process things that we can we can take from it that isn't necessarily teaching the process but just things that you have learned from studying it and being a facilitator of it that again oneself can use on their own to make that shift from head to heart to rewire those beliefs and to come into a whole brain state any pillar pieces of guidance there
0: Yeah, so uh, just the balance that I offered you, just specifically around Psyche K, is to offer that. But on our journey to Ascension, it is understanding that we are biological animals as well. Um, I do a heart-brain coherency meditation because we're now science- is so phenomenal. It's doing more research on the heart. The heart is not just a vessel for pumping blood around the body. Uh, it has a brain, and it, that brain has neurons. The neurons of the heart are more powerful than the neurons of the brain. Um, that we can actually rewire the animal through the heart. Um, for your listeners so that are probably quite awakened, um, it's just going into uh, touching your heart, feeling. Breathing slowly into your heart and go into a space of gratitude, appreciation, love, or compassion. Um, feeling one of those emotions is going to rewire the animal. It's actually going to rewire your brain because your brain is meant to be a servant to the heart. The brain is meant to be a servant to the heart. It is the it's the tool that we've been given to tangibly out in this 3D world, uh, do the necessary actions so that the heart is fulfilled. Whatever the heart desires, the brain will help to create. You now, so you can rewire it, but... You know, it's understanding you've got a mind that's been wired and you've got a body that's been wired and it's just rewiring it. And if you need facilitation, it's a lot harder. You can rewire the heart and the body through emotions, through the heart. That's easy. You can do that lying in bed five minutes in the morning, five minutes at night. But when it comes to rewiring the programs of the mind, you can do it repetitiously through goal statements, positive I am statements over and over, or you can do it a lot faster through a facilitator, through Site K as an example. Mm. There's lots, lots of different modalities out there now that are bridging the gap a lot faster for people. I just choose Site K. Um, I do sessions uh, remotely. So, you know, we're talking about, me going into surrogation for your energy for the purpose of muscle testing with just frequency I through intention put myself onto your frequency and I can muscle test on your behalf for the balances so you know all of the work can be done remotely Um, and it's a really enjoyable process you know I don't believe this ascension thing needs to be as difficult but I do appreciate that we we have a lot of pain and suffering in us that kind of needs a little bit of help to clear the way for get rid of some of the junk you know mm.
1: and but, opening up the hustle can can be you know, there's a whole lot we
0: can do ourselves but there's there's a whole lot when we go through a facilitator that's so much faster brian and it really comes down to what feels right for you it's always about that mm. you know we find there's no one path for anybody There's no one path for anybody. I don't believe two journeys are exactly the same. People say, read this book. You've got to read this book. It'll change your life. Well, to change your life doesn't mean it's going to change mine. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I remember a mentor of mine, you know, I'd just been just working and working and working and studying and learning and going to programs for years and years. And I went, you know, you go to these programs, people have these breakthroughs. And I said, when's my breakthrough come? You know, when does my breakthrough come? And a mentor of mine said it's a little bit like one of those, those padlocks where the, you've got to click the numbers in. And he said, you just keep doing the work. And every time you do something, another number clicks in. And then one day, bang, the last number will click in and you'll get it. Mm. So, you know, I just say just keep keep moving on your journey. Don't, you know... So many of us out there that are an example of just sat there and continuously put another number into the lock, and it it happens.
1: But we have to keep going.
0: You Just got to just trust and Mm -hmm. just keep, keep keep following that path, you know, keep following that path. And it's happening faster because collective consciousness is waking up. And how cool is that? It's like, you know,
1: things are certainly accelerating.
0: Totally accelerating. You know, and I mean it's so we're gonna have so much gratitude for the people out there that are just doing the work because the more of us that do it and this younger generation coming through, you know, people like yourself is so you are even you're more awakened. My generation, we got we got taught how to forget and now we're trying to remember and our journey from forgetting to remembering is you know, it has been a lot slower because we didn't have as much collective consciousness on our side. But now, man, you, you, you know, you have people like yourself who, who weren't put to sleep as much,
1: we're mm-hmm.
0: ascending at a much faster rate. And everybody's helping everybody in that way. It's awesome. Awesome. Awesome.
1: I just await uh, for the next generation where there's far less to unlearn and. We don't indoctrinate them, indoctrinate them with these layers that suppress their their true essence, and I I can see that so many of the um the beings that are coming in are coming in with a, a deep connection with Source from what I'm hearing, and it's um it's beautiful to know that we're headed in a positive trajectory. Now, Kristen, as much yeah. as I'd love to keep this conversation going and i'm sure there's just so much more that you can share and that you will share um we do have to begin to wrap things up so there's two things that i want to to conclude with one before i ask you the grand finale question i um i want to give you an opportunity to to share where someone can learn more about you what you're doing or just maybe even book a session with you Um, what would be the best place for them to connect with you
0: so I have a <clears throat> excuse me, I have a Facebook page. Um, it's pretty easy to find. It's Kristen uh, McKenzie Coaching and Consulting. Um, even if you go onto my private page, Kristen McKenzie, um, you'll see uh, under my bio there's links there. Um, on Instagram, I'm kristen.mckenzie.coaching. Um, I would suggest go over to my business page and like my business page and message me through there um, and then we can just start a conversation. If you want to have a site case session, they run for about an hour um, and then we just connect and we run a session, we do this and, we, you know, we help to change some, some beliefs. But that would, be, that would be my suggestion is connect with me via my business page. Awesome. Yeah. And, and there'll be links to that. My personal page, I just keep that more for personal stuff. But, you know, you're going to kind of tune into me more through my business page uh, and message me through there.
1: Great. Thank you for that. And as always, links to those. Um, well, I'll definitely put the link to the, the business page, but then also your other platforms. Uh, all of those yeah. will be included in the show notes to so senders. And and to wrap things up on a high note as we always do. Kristen, you ready for the grand finale question?
0: Oh I'm I cannot wait. <laughs> a lot of pressure.
1: Kristen, you just actualized the ability to telepathically communicate to all of humanity. What do you have to say?
0: Be in love. Just be in love, you know, in love with yourself. And connect in through your heart. That is the, the heart is the mothership. So just connect in through your heart. Find a way there. It's really simple. It's there waiting for you and uh, it is the connection to your higher self and it's connection to uh, high levels of awareness much higher levels of awareness, you know, even from different time-space realities. Find your way there. Find your way there.
1: Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful.
0: Find your way back to
1: your heart. And thank you for being one to guide individuals to that very, very place.
0: My pleasure.
1: I wanna thank you one more time for being here with us with sharing with all the great work that you're doing. I um I'll senders if if you wanna perhaps undergo a psyche session, connect with Kristen. Um, but once again, Kristen, just thank you for not just doing the work that you're doing, but your presence, your energy. It's it's great. And I had an absolutely great time connecting with you.
0: Thank you. Likewise. It's so, so good, as Abraham says, to come together in co-creation. So thank you.
1: It's just about my favorite thing to do.
0: Good time for segment of refreshment.
1: Take care, Kristen.
0: Thank you so much, Brian. See you. Bye.
1: Ascenders... That is going to be all for this one. I hope you enjoyed the conversation that I just had with Kristen McKenzie. It, um, yeah, we are creators of our own reality. I know many of us know this conceptually. It's an idea that we've heard and perhaps we've already begun to believe it, but there's a step further in that we're here to embody that knowingness within ourselves and express this potential in greater and greater amounts. And learning to come into the heart. And rewire ourselves for the reality that we wish to create. Because always and forever, it starts with what's happening within conscious creators are creating from the inside out. And I think a lot of what we've spoken to today is in relation to and in support of you finding that that love within as Kristen says come into that. Sanders, thank you again for being here for tuning into this episode of Awaken. That's going to be all for this one. So until next time, keep ascending.